What's happening, friends? Welcome to Tuesday show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, later on, Gabby Barrett will be on. She's got a couple number ones now. I met her back when I was working on American Idol season one on ABC. I was like, man, there's something special with her. She has, for example, I Hope, which went number one. And The Good Ones, which is her last number one. Here you go. He's one of the good ones. So, she'll be up later. Also, we'll check in with Lunchbox, who wrote letters to celebrities as a seven-year-old kid. We'll find out if they wrote back. All that on the way. But let's start with a little story from Lunchbox. Because yesterday morning, we were talking about when is it too early to begin construction on a house? And LB brought in audio of this across the street from his house on Saturday morning at 6.47 a.m., Here's the sound. So there's obviously some construction going on. We were like, dang, that's early to be, you know, knocking down a house. On a Saturday, for sure. So what did you do, Lunchbox? I did some deep diving, did some, you know, public records research on the house across the street, found out who was building the house. And I contacted the construction company. And you spoke to the person who's running? Yeah, I talked to the boss. I said, hey, here's the address. I mean, I need to get to the bottom of this. And okay. I talked to the head honcho. All right, here is the clip of Lunchbox talking to the head honcho. Go ahead. Construction speaking. Hello, I just called because I'm having a problem in my neighborhood. So your company is um, remodeling the house across the street from me. I live at And man, I'm going to tell you what. You guys are uh-huh. building a beauty over there. You know what I mean? You guys do some <laughs> heck of work. You know what I'm talking about? But the problem is, on a Saturday, I'm trying to sleep in, and at 6.47 a.m., this is what I wake up to. <laughs> 6.47 in the morning, man. Come on. If I'm familiar with that job, the, the work order on that uh, as a... Starting usually around 7.30 and not like 6.47, like you said. I just want you to put yourself in my shoes. You want me to come out in front of your house at 6.47? And- <laughs> I understand that. Uh, I just want to say I'm sorry for whatever it is you're experiencing. I'll, I'll look into the early start time and, and try and see if we can't get you a few minutes more asleep anyways. Yeah, just, I mean, I'd appreciate it if you talked to him. And I, thanks, for, thanks for taking the time and talking with me, my man. Thanks for calling, and I uh, hope we can all work this out to, uh, to our collective satisfaction. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you. And if you want to send cookies as an apology, we'll accept them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll look into it. <laughs> well, you seem nice enough. Yeah. I think something will happen. I think, what do you think about 7.30? Is that a, a nice compromise for you, Lunchbox? I mean, 7.30, I'm up anyway, because the kids wake up about 7.15, but that's fine. 7.30 is a good compromise. I think that's okay, but 6.47, it's something about seeing the 6 on the clock when you wake up, like, why are they already out there hammering and nailing and blah, 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 you know, stapling. It's just annoying, but the guy was real nice, and I'm waiting for my cookies. It also shows you, if you just talk to someone and you're nice about it, you collect, well, you know what they say, more flies with honey. The vinegar. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. Maybe some people will hear this, and if they have a problem in their life, they'll approach it in this manner and get just like a, a kind, thoughtful result. So start the complaint with what you're building is a beauty. Well, just how you talk to people mm. in life is a big part of communication. Even if you're in a disagreement with your spouse or partner, how you talk to them yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very important. So take it from Lunchbox going, hey, my man, you're building a beauty over there. <laughs> it's a beauty. It's a beauty. <laughs> but also, here's the problem. Uh, nice job. Let us know, Lunchbox, if they're still banging early in the morning. I will. You guys send us a lot of emails. We appreciate that. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. All right. This email reads, hello, Bobby Bones. So my ex-wife and I divorced five years ago, but she never changed her last name back. It wasn't a problem to me because we're still friends. But since our divorce, she's been seeing somebody else. It's a woman. They're getting married. But now they like the way my last name sounds and they want to change her name to my last name. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Can I force her to change her last name? Or is it too late to tell her she needs to change her name before getting married? So basically, she took on his last name, and is now marrying someone else and is going to give them his last name. Wow. That's a weird sitch, right? I've never heard of such a thing. Wow. 
What do you think, Amy? I mean, I guess I think that he could say, look, I was with you for a long time. You, I have a special bond with you, so I don't mind if you keep my last name, but why does someone else have to take my last name? I don't feel comfortable with that. His name is Mason Golio. 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 Oh. Hey. Sounds pretty like cool. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of like rolls it. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I can't want it to be my last name. Golio. <laughs> I don't think there's anything he can do about it. I don't think there is. Like, yeah. He can voice how it makes him feel. Sure, but I don't think there's anything he can really do. Yeah, like legally, no, I don't think so. They're just passing that thing all around town. Because legally, she got his name through uh-huh. marriage, and now it's her name. She can do whatever she wants with it. Is yes. That it? Also, can't you just change your name to whatever you want anyway? Yeah, I Good. think so. Yeah. Like, oh, well, first name. I don't know about last name. Can you t- change that too? Yeah. I thought, yeah, Chad Ochocinco. Oh, <laughs> good point. I mean, hasn't he done that a lot? Yeah. So, yeah, I think wow. it's a thing. Yeah. And he gave her that name, so she has rights to do with it what she wants. Mason Golio. I hate to say it, but I think you just got to move on. Mm. You're going to have a whole bunch of Golios in town now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but don't be scared to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or just play her this clip. Just send her a link to this clip. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I say, Mason, you're, you're kind of out of luck. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. All right, Morgan, what's the email address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Danielle Arts just got her first number one hit with her song, Somebody Like That, and she shared the purpose of the song. You can be in a relationship or you can be heartbroken, and this song still says the same thing. Don't settle for something less than what you deserve, and I think that's something that everybody needs to strive for, and yeah, it's just a hopeful song about looking for love and and not settling. Luke Combs played the Grand Ole Opry stage this weekend, and during the show, he played an unreleased song called Joe. I can't complain, I'm doing all right, sleeping pretty good, staying dry. Thank the Lord every morning with a sweet amen for how far I come from where I've been. So here's to good days and better tomorrows and a life. At the end of the bottle. Eric Church shared how he was inspired by Elton John for one of the songs on his latest three-part album project. And there's a line, I think he's in rehab or something like that, when he stands up and he said, I was Howard Mendes old when rock and roll found me. And I immediately, as soon as I heard it, I thought, oh. And I, I said, just, I told her, I said, just pause it. And I grabbed the guitar that was beside me. I went to the kitchen and wrote rock, <laughs> rock and roll when rock and roll found me. And that's all it, it's all it took. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Jonathan Ortiz, he's six years old and he's been battling brain cancer, but he sits and he loves to watch the old Incredible Hulk TV show from like the 60s, Lou Ferrigno or whatever from the 70s. And he says it just kind of gives him like courage. Hulk is strong. He's like, I need to be strong too to battle this brain cancer. Well, he finds out that Lou Ferrigno is going to be at the local comic shop in West Palm Beach, Florida. So his mom takes him. He gets to meet the real Hulk from the TV show. And he says, you know what? This is what I needed because this is the guy that can fight anything and I can do it. And here's a clip of Lou Ferrigno, the actual Hulk, the actor, saying what it was like to meet the boy. But it's nice to meet him because he's a sweet little boy. And I think we're going to bring him a lot of wonderful good luck and wishes. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, I used to watch that one back I in the day. I did too. <laughs> That's yeah. where like he was just green. You can see like the makeup all over his body. It was two actors. So the regular guy. Yes. And then Ferrigno had to be a big strong guy. Yeah. His 70s. We didn't have any sort of the technology there to do that. And back in the day too, Lou Ferrigno, it was always Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno competing in like the world's strongest guy. Yeah, he was also a world's strongest yep. guy. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> I want you to listen to this story and tell me what side you fall on. There's a pizza delivery. A woman named Sherry Ford said her son ordered delivery from Domino's around 11.15 p.m. in O'Fallon, which is near St. Louis. Okay? It's 11.15 p.m., which is pretty close to closing time. Yeah. Right. The family said they waited hours. They called the restaurant multiple times. Eventually, they just went to sleep without the pizza. Eventually, they checked their home surveillance cameras to find out the delivery driver got the pizzas there around... 11.45, which is inside that 30-minute block. But if it's like contactless delivery, they just left them on top of the daughter's new car. 
and left. Hmm. Now, here's where it gets difficult because a dog was involved. Oh. Listen to this story from KMOV News 4 in St. Louis. The delivery driver got the pizzas there around 1145. But look at this. You can see the driver just left them on the hood of Sherry's daughter's new car. They say it sat there until 630 the next morning when a lucky dog sniffed the pizza out and dragged them off the top of the car, scratching up the car. Sherry Ford says that the damage is not light, but after multiple complaints and calls by News 4, they say Domino's is working to repair that damage. The dog got the pizzas. The oh, dog scratched the side yeah. of the car up. Mm-hmm. And at first, they couldn't get a hold of Domino's, and I was going to say, should Domino's pay? And I was going to say yes. But why didn't the person leave it on the doorstep? Yeah, right. No I don't know. Maybe they thought putting it on the car was a better option, but you're supposed to leave it at the doorstep for contactless delivery. But also, did that family not follow the Domino's pizza tracker? You can watch your pizza go from order to oven yeah. to car to delivery. <laughs> to oven. I have, I, back in the day when I ordered way more Domino's, I was always fascinated by the pizza tracker mm-hmm. <laughs> because you could, you knew right when your pizza was going in the oven. So they, had they been following along, they would have known right when their pizza arrived at their house. Don't you think they just go, well, this pizza's been ordered, set along the Domino's, and then in like eight minutes, it just shows you it's in the oven, even though they're really they're really not showing you when it goes in the <laughs> yeah, oven. Yeah, it's not an actual visual. It's yeah. kind of like this. It's like a thermometer, like a heat, like it heats up, mm. starts off kind of blue, and then it gets red when your pizza's getting hot. When we order food on Postmates or Uber Eats, and the car's like one street away, my heart starts to flutter. Like I'm about to get a prize. <laughs> it's so close. I'm yeah. like, it's so close. <laughs> even though I paid for it, it's like when you order something from Amazon. It feels like Christmas. Oh when you go yeah. Get it. Even though you paid for it. Uh, here's one other thing. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill's private island is listed for $35 million. The couple bought an island of the Bahamas. We had talked about this. It took them forever to build it. They bought it in 2003. They didn't move there until 2012. They said, we set out to build a house. We had no idea we had to build everything else, meaning they had to build basically a little town. Yeah. Because they couldn't get, you're in the house, unless you want to go across the water. Plumbing, sewage. The whole thing. So they used it. By the, I mean, that's so much money, $35 million bucks. But now they're trying to sell it. It is 19.7 acres, 1.3 miles of waterfront property. It's an island. I would just be scared of when a hurricane hits. Like oh, you yeah, gone. Or that you're all alone. But is it, I've never been in a hurricane part of the world for any significant amount of time. Not even a beach guy. Don't you know for a while, though, if a hurricane's coming? Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. There's. If you're Tim McGraw, I'm saying. So, yes. I would think if you're Tim McGraw, you, the weather people would be able to tell you. Like, you would see it on the news and you could order a chopper. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't just go, hurricane in 10 minutes, no, buckle no, down. No. Okay. No, they track that stuff. Because that would be scary to me. But, but but you worry about your whole place getting wiped out. I don't think you worry about, I want to get hurt. The people that get hurt in hurricanes are the ones that don't leave. Yeah. Like, you have or, plenty or, of time. Or can't leave. Or they or can't. can't leave. Yeah, they don't have an option. Resources right. to leave. Yeah, I, it, I see Tim McGraw on a lot of these pictures, and he's holding up big fish, and he's down. Eddie and I talk about this all the time. Every week, it's like a new picture of him shirtless, ripped up, holding mm-hmm. up a massive fish. And super tan. With a spear that yeah. he killed that fish with. Eventually, one of these fish is going to go, I'm here to avenge my brother, and they're going to kill McGraw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a shark fish. They're going to know. Tim McGraw's in. He's in the water. All right, he's in. We've been waiting for this one, boys. Gather up. But do they sniff him out. Do they go to attack him and then realize, like, oh, wait, that's Tim McGraw. Let's chill. I think they're to avenge their, their family, bro. <laughs> So Tim McGraw's going to show up one day and be like, yeah, I lost this left arm to a, to a bullhead shark. I really worry about that. Seriously. Because He's down there with a spear with a under spear, the water. And when you spear a fish, you know what happens? Blood gets all over the water. And what likes blood? Sharks. Oh, we have a friend's dad. Our friend That's Caroline's right. dad got bit by a shark. because, And he was down there. I think they were spearfishing. Just be careful, Tim. Tim, it's us, your friends. <laughs> yeah. Just chill out, you. bro. We are about to talk to Gabby Barrett, who now has two number ones. Her first one was I Hope. The second one that just went number one is The Good Ones. He's one of the good ones. I, love me like I got to know Gabby on American Idol. First season on ABC. She was one of the... the singers at the time, the kids that I mentored. She was mm-hmm. 17 years old. Look at her now. So I've known Gabby forever. And when she left the show, I think she finished maybe third that mm. season, which also shows you you don't have to win. Yeah. Right. Just get up there and let enough people notice you. Sign a deal. Uh, so, and so Gabby then moved back to Pittsburgh. And then, so I was up doing a stand-up show in Pittsburgh and she was like, 
hey, I'm coming to the show. Her dad or sister came. And I was like, all right, let's go. And you know, full disclosure, we have the same management team. Like we have the same person. And so um, she starts coming, writing songs. And then uh, I was like, hey, Gabby, you got to move here. She's like, I think I'm just going to stay in Pittsburgh and go back and forth. Like that will never work. It's on the po- on our podcast we did with her, on the Bobbycast. And so I know Gabby pretty well. I'm super excited to see her success. We're going to talk to her right now. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Gabby Barrett. All right, Gabby, how's it going? You sleeping at all? I uh, Yeah, actually, my alarm uh, did not wake me up, so that's why I sound a little sleepy right now. <laughs> oh, so you woke up by, an, by someone calling you going, hey, you need to call Bobby because you're a couple minutes late to the show. Yep. That's the, that's the worst feeling. Off. Oh, yeah. Yep, because with the baby, you know, you just want to sleep as long as you can because you got to wake up and feed her. And so I woke up 30 seconds ago, but we're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Let's all take a deep breath together then. Yes, okay. Because where I'm going, I cannot believe Gabby is late. She's going, oh, crap. I have to gather my thoughts real quick. So let's just take a deep breath. (sighs) Gain our composure. And now we'll do a a fun little interview and let you get. Can you fall back asleep after this or are you just up now? Oh, absolutely not. I am up, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's talk for a, a little bit. You, you got another number one, by the way. Clap for Gabby. Another Yay. number one, our second number one. Thank you, you. You wrote the good ones. You said I was inspired by your husband, Cade. Does he ever go, "Hey, that song is about me," and brag about it to his friends? Um, I would like to think so. Um, I remember when I first wrote that song, and I played it for him. It was like one of the first songs that I had actually written, written for him. And so I played it for him, and he cried. And so that's when I was like, oh, this song really is a good one. That is a good so, one. Do you ever get into a little spat or argument and go, I wish I never wrote that song about you? No. Oh. He's like my best friend in the whole entire world. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes um, best friends fight. Amy and I fight sometimes. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I would regret writing a song about you. Well, I just it, it can just yeah. be something you say, though, you know, in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, everybody thinks that, but the feelings of of love and all the flutters and being in love overpower that totally. Is he asleep right now? He sure is. Yeah. Put the phone up to his ear. No, I'm just kidding. Don't wake him up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Gabby Barrett's on with us. Hey, did you go from I Hope to the Good Ones on purpose? Was that transition deliberate? I mean, I don't know. I just wanted people to see different sides of me you know because i hope is definitely you're getting kind of a taste of my past and then the good ones is kind of my present so you're kind of getting to know how i am as a person and how i'm growing and all of those things through my songs which i thought was cool um and i think the good ones was released at a good time and you know with covid and everything going on in the past year and a half i think people needed some type of positive message um to uplift them a little bit so the baby's name is bayla pronounce that for me bayla may and where did that come from so Cade's sister's name is bailey blaine and i was just kind of trying to spin off of that because i like the name bailey um but i wanted something that was a little more uh, original and so I was in the airport just messing with it and I was like Bailey Bayla and then I was like oh I like Bayla and I put it down in my notes and so and then the middle name my sister was born in the month of May and so we did Bayla May. Would you let Cade name the boy after himself well we're talking about that right now my fiance and I like I would like to name our son Bobby yeah. Jr. Would you let would you have a Cade Jr.? Yeah, if he wants that. I mean, he would be his little twin, his little junior. I would love that. Ray, cut this clip. I'm going to email this to Caitlin. (laughs) I think she'd like that. Uh, Gabby Barrett's on. By the way, let me just read some awards here. Uh, Gabby won Best New Artist at the ACMs, Best New New Female Artist. She's also the most nominated artist at our iHeartRadio Music Awards with four nominations. She is also a new mom. We woke her up for this interview. Um, and I think we'll, we'll let you go back to sleep pretty quickly, but let me ask you this question. We're down to four, uh, four weeks of American Idol. What, and a lot of those kids listen to the show because I'm working with them. What advice would you give them at this stage of the show? Um, song choice. Song choice is so important. Um, I mean, 
you know, I kind of realized that later on in the competition when I was on in 2018. But I would just think song choice is so important because sometimes your your voice doesn't fit best in certain pockets and songs, and that could actually send you home. And so I would just say song choice. I've been watching American Idol this season, and um, everybody's awesome. So, and Bobby, you're doing awesome too. So <laughs> see you on there. <laughs> all right, all right, Amy. One question for Gabby before we go. Yeah, well, Gabby, this comes from me and my daughter because we saw on your Instagram a couple of weeks ago you made some homemade bread for the first time. And my daughter's kind of like a bread connoisseur. She is obsessed with bread. And so I just didn't know what kind of bread it was because it does look amazing. I think it's called like childhood bread. Um, There's a girl that I'm friends with. Her name's Rachel uh, Jankovic. And um, she's the one who actually sent me the recipe. And I always wanted to try to make bread um and it's really good so i can actually send it to you and you can send it to your daughter she wants to try to make it okay yeah and if people want to see this bread picture at gabby barrett underscore on instagram because it seriously is the best looking bread hey what's what's your next song you gonna tell us are you still holding off or do we know you know what we're bouncing back and forth between two songs right now um so i will hold off for the second but it's coming Okay, it, and just so you know, I sing the good ones like this when I sing it to Caitlin. And he, he is me. Talk, I, I sing that to oh, Yeah, he's oh. one of the good ones. And he is me. And he's me. Yeah. He is me. Mm-hmm. You like I that? love that. Thank you. Have her I blessing. I really love that. There she is, Gabby Barrett. Gabby, good to talk to you. Congratulations. Two number ones in a row. We love to see it. Uh, congratulations on the awards, the baby, life. Cade, talking to me. It's just a great day for her, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Great, great day. All right, Gabby Bear. Bye, Gabby. Good to talk to you. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Got a voicemail last night from Nick in Maryland. Here it is. I was listening to Eddie hate on Creed on the podcast as a punishment for Eddie if he loses a bet. He has to have Creed with arms wide open as his winning song for a week. So every time he wins a game, he has to hear Creed. Love the show. See you guys. Bye. Ooh, that's Good funny. idea. It's got to be a month, though. I mean, not that's a week. quite the punishment. Yeah, like a month. And maybe it'll keep Eddie from winning because he'll be like, I don't want to play this song. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I listened to Creed this weekend. Did you? Why, yeah. why would you do that to yourself? We were talking about it, and mm-hmm. I was like, let me remember how good they are. That's so many good songs. I mean, I did have uh, This Is How You Remind Me. Is that that's Nickelback. Nickelback. I had that in my mind all weekend. I have no idea why. And I was like, this is torture. And I listened to Rockstar from Nickelback. <laughs> I'm sick of standing in line at clubs. I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the nothing. I know I... Jam. That's yeah, so good, man. I'll have the quesadilla. <laughs> I do remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's a good tip. Appreciate that. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. Okay, I love to tell these tattoo stories because it's just a reminder that you've got to make sure that everything is accurate before it's tattooed on your body because a woman accidentally got the wrong coordinates put on her back. She wanted Sedona, Arizona because her and her boyfriend had a trip there and they were celebrating like being vaccinated and wanted to, you know, they're traveling. So she wanted to remember this special occasion. Instead, she accidentally uh, put an S for South instead of an N for North and her coordinates landed her in the South Pacific Ocean. Oh, just out in the middle of the water. Yeah. (laughs) Just not right at all. Very far from the spot in Arizona. And it was her mistake. The tattoo artist did it right. But when she was copying them down, she just wrote the wrong letter. And (sighs) Those are always funny when you see someone, like maybe even a celebrity that did something in like a Japanese sign. Mm -hmm. They're like, look, this means love. And the guy's like, no, that means taco. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the mall this weekend and uh, we were inside of a shoe store. And the girl comes up and goes, hey, are, are you from Minnesota? And I said, no. Why, why do you ask? She goes, that tattoo on your arm. Oh. Because I have the tattoo of Arkansas on my arm. And I said, no, this is Arkansas. And she goes, you know, I guess I never even knew what that state looked like. I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> this is a little geography <laughs> lesson for you. You're welcome. All right, what else? Well, Jimmy Allen's wedding is next month, and his fiance is making him redesign his suit. I guess he put it together about a year ago, and she was like, hey, I really would like for you to rework that. And Jimmy loves to design his own clothes. He does it for award shows and different things. So he had to reach out to his stylist to work on some new sketches and get it done just in time for the wedding, which is in a month, which really brings me to your wedding, I wanted to wear a fire engine red suit, and I was told I couldn't. Yeah, Yeah. well, I didn't know if there was any changes in your outfit or whatever you're wearing. No, there's no changes. Do you have it ready to go? Yeah. 
Okay. We got them fitted. We're good, right? That's <laughs> done. Yeah. And you're not no fire engine red. red. No, I was told <laughs> I can't. Okay, what else? Well, 15 volunteers just emerged from a 40-day isolation experiment in a French cave. Now, it's called the Deep Time Project, and the experiment was to see if time passes more slowly when you have no way to measure it. I mean, they were down there. They were able to sleep, but according to their biological clock, like whenever they wanted, they could have snacks and eat according to when they wanted, yeah. uh, but they just had no no concept of time. I'm fascinated by this for two reasons. One, I wonder if they went in and they were in there for how many days? 40 days, and they 40 nights. they walked and they were like, we just got put in here. That would be amazing <laughs> if they had no idea. Well, but also, I think about people when they get put in solitary confinement in prison. Yes. Like, how do they even know? Because it's lit pretty much the whole time. What did that? What happened there? Well, so most people that came out thought that they had been in there for about 25 to 30 days, but they really were in there for 40. Because mm. you can't see the sun go up or down, obviously. And, you know, sometimes I see medication for people that have vision impairments or are full blind. Because they, they don't know when the sun comes up and down. And it's like, hey, we're going to keep the medicine keeps you on track so you know when you can go to sleep with the cycle. Oh, interesting. interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if there was any sort of light sensitivity to the, but yeah. I mean, everybody, I think everybody's point. different that has some sort of vision mm-hmm. impairment. Yeah. All right, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Frat brothers are always getting a bad rap. Oh, you're paying for your friends. It's so stupid to be in a fraternity. Well, these guys at LSU back in the 80s, they've stayed in contact with that quote-unquote house mother. And right before the pandemic hit, one of the brothers reached out. It's like, how's life? She's like, man, I'm still working two jobs. And he's like, why? And she still owed money on her house. So he called up his old frat brothers. They made donations, paid off her house, and now she gets to retire. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, LSU frat brothers. Let me see. I got to tell you the frat name. Got to give them a shout out if I can remember it. I don't know how to say these. Or or say it, right. Sometimes hard to say. Phi Gamma Delta. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, that's not that hard to say. Yeah, Phi Gamma Delta, Andrew Fasolati, and his frat brothers from LSU. Go Tigers. Who? There you go. I bet it's G-E-A-U-X. Go Go Tigers. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Do you like flying on Southwest and they do stuff like they have music in the middle of the flight sometimes? Or yeah, I don't mind that. The pilot like raps. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're cool. You're hip. You're I'm cool. cool with it. I know that some people are like, just do your job. I don't want to deal with that, but I like it. Mostly if I'm trying to sleep, I get annoyed. You know, if they're playing charades over the microphone, <laughs> I'm like, come on, I'm trying to take a nap here. But I like it too. They're just trying to do something different. A Southwest Airlines flight crew hosted a wedding rehearsal for a couple who was flying to their wedding destination. The bride walks down the aisle of the airplane to Here Comes the Bride. As the groom awaits at the end, here is the clip. So we can't do the official announcement because you know they're not being trouble as an ordained minister and all that good stuff. But folks, on behalf of Southwest Airlines and this flight crew, we'd like to thank you guys for being on board. Many years of Harold Bliss. And uh, if I'm in Charleston on that day, I'll be over at your house. Yes. All right. All right, give them a round of applause, folks. Look at that. Congratulations, guys. I think that's great. That's yeah. so cool. People are hating on it, but I think it's great. Oh, no, I love it. Yeah, it's loving. That's a, it's a loving situation there. Uh, let's go over and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What has four eyes but still can't see? What has four eyes but still can't see? Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> That was the morning corny. Lisa in Ohio is calling to the show. Hey, Lisa, thank you. What's going on? I just want to give a shout out to my husband, Shane, from Red Lips, that I'm compromising and listening to country music for the first time, just for him. And what do you think about it? Um, It sounded good. I like that song that um, I'm that kind of girl. Oh, wait, sing that one to me, because just by you saying that, I don't know I what that is. Know. I don't know it. I only heard it this morning on your show. I'm, I'm that, that kind of girl. girl. I'm that kind of girl. I'm singing that's my kind of night. <laughs> it's got to be a girl. So, okay, Mike, will you Google I'm that kind of girl? Lisa, what do you think about our show? Because obviously you haven't heard our show before if you haven't listened to country music. No, I haven't. My husband listens to you every day, and every day he comes home and talks about the Bobby Bones show. So... I figured I might try it while I'm running around doing errands today. I like that. And what do you think so far? Are you hearing us talk about stuff? Do we sound like people that could be your friends? Absolutely. 
let's hang out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's oh. being sarcastic. Wow, I don't think that normal first time listen. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's time to do what? Get our summer on. Oh, I agree with that. Our summer on. How long have you been married to your husband? Twenty five years this summer. Ooh. Wow, come on. That's Congrats. awesome. So you really want to get your summer on. Twenty five you guys do anything special for for your twenty five anniversary? Um, I'm trying to go to Mexico if we if we can. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're able to. I'm a little scared of going to Mexico, yeah. but for you, <laughs> I think it sounds fantastic. Well, listen, I'm glad you're giving us a shot more than anything. And if we turn out to be something you don't like, I get it. Um, because we don't have booming radio voices. We're not your typical announcers. I don't know that we do that great of a radio show, but we hope we do a, a, a good a show that feels like you're just hanging out with your friends. So we appreciate you. And tell your husband we said thank you. And Lisa, we appreciate you calling. All right, have a good one. Bye-bye. We're trying to find that song, though. Found it yet? Mike, we find it? No. 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 Are you huh. sure you listen to the right station, Lisa? <laughs> it was this morning, only like maybe an hour and a half ago, and it's a, a male singer. Oh, oh it's a male. Oh. And a guy was singing, I'm that kind of girl? <laughs> Interesting. Listen, you got it on some channel, Lisa, we're not familiar with. <laughs> I'm that kind of girl. Definitely Aldine, then. I'm hmm. that kind of girl. <laughs> or I want that kind of girl. Her. Give me that girl with the... Oh. She's that kind of girl? That's Joe Nichols. She's that... All right, Lisa, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye. <laughs> she thinks we're nuts. Lunchbox sent three fan letters. He sent one to Carrie Underwood, one to The Rock, and one to Oprah. But you didn't send them as yourself, right, Lunchbox? No, I sent them as a seven-year-old kid inviting them to send me an autographed picture, and I even invited Oprah to my birthday party in May. So we're just trying to get something back in the mail. And if you're a seven-year-old, and he, he wrote so slot, it looked like a three-year-old who wrote it. Eddie's kids are seven, and you said they write much better than Way this. better than what Lunchbox did. All right, it is now time for the update. <laughs> we love this every week. Lunchbox, did you hear from Oprah? Uh, I guess Oprah's been very busy with, you know, this whole uh, interview with the royal family, and she hadn't had time to respond to my letter because I have got nothing from Oprah. All right, it's okay. Nothing from Oprah. Okay, that was the one that's probably the hardest to get. Have you heard from The Rock? Man, let me tell you, I sent Mr. The Rock a letter, and I was so excited. I went out in my front yard, and the only correspondence I have with The Rock is my kids throwing rocks at me. All right, so no. Okay. And the one that we think will be tough, but we think it's doable, is Carrie Underwood. Have you heard from Carrie Underwood? Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Carrie Underwood has a new album out. I sent her a letter, and she sent me nothing yet. Oh, oh wow. I set us up. So you've heard from, from, from no one? Nobody. Nothing. I've asked the mailman every day, and I'm saying, hey, you sure you're not keeping that for yourself because you saw The Rock on it? And so far, <laughs> nothing. Hey, that's true. My buddy, who I sent a watch in the mail because he's going to be a groomsman at a wedding, his mailman stole his watch. I'm sure of it. Could it have been somebody else in the Mm-mm. process? Like, you know for sure it's the mailman? I don't know anything for sure, <laughs> but he told me that he knows for sure. Mm. He's like, I know for sure. That's a bummer. And it's a nice watch. I wish I could have given it to him Is person. there, like, insurance? How does that work? I don't think so. I just mailed it. Oh. It's just gone? It's just gone. So Jeez. I guess I got to go get him another one, or he's just out of luck. What? what sh- I'm not going to ask you, what should I do? Because you'll say, go get him another one. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> By the way, we had a caller earlier who threw a song at us, and we didn't know what it was. We figured out what the song. She was like that song that goes, "She's my kind of girl." It's the, I'm that kind, I'm of, that girl. kind of girl. I'm that kind of girl. So we said. thought it was yes. a girl. It's an, it, it's Lee Bryce. Here's a clip of that song. There you go. That's it. It's Lee Bryce, one of them girls. Hey, we love you. if you, you're a first time listener and you call us. That's crazy. Because not only are you a first time listener, you're a first time caller on the same day. Boom. Uh, no luck on Lunchbox with the letters. We'll check in again next week. Uh, tonight on Twitch, I'm doing the show from my house. It's called On Time with Bobby Bones. The guests are Jordan Davis, and he's going to perform live. Nico Moon, he's going to perform live. Eddie and Caitlin will all be there. You can watch it just on the web, or you can download Twitch, the app, and that'll all be on my socials. All right, that'll be 8 o'clock tonight, 8 o'clock Central. Okay, here's the story. Harry Styles is now rocking a purse. Handbag. Would you carry a purse? I mean, dude, I, I lose my wallet all the time. Like, I have a hard time with my wallet. There's no way I can handle a purse. 
But you keep up with a backpack. That's more, a purse is more like a backpack, not a wallet. Just for work, not an everyday thing. Like, even the backpack, I swear I would lose it at some point. But, but, but let's say you lost a bet and you had to carry a purse around for a while. You know me, of course. Come on, let's do it. Did you carry a purse? I would not, I'm not, I'm a man, I don't wear a purse. I, I mean, if I lost a bet, yes, but voluntarily wear a purse? Absolutely not. Men wear wallets or money clips. That's where it's at. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you that. wear a purse or carry a purse? You wear it. You, well, it depends. Like, you could, I carry a purse if it's like a handbag. I wear a crossbody. So just there's different types of purses. So what we're going to do is put names in a hat. <laughs> oh, God. And whomever loses has to carry the purse everywhere with them for a week. Do we have the oh, purse here yet? Oh, man. Can I see the purse? Hold it up in the window if we, if it's back there. Let me see the purse here. Oh, people wow. People in he public has... aren't going to know. They're just going to see us with a purse, and they're going to think, uh-oh. I thought this was a one-time thing, but I'm Googling it, and he has oh. multiple purses. Here are the options. Oh, those are like real purses. Those are like oh, uh, Meemaw oh, going boy. to bingo purses. Oh, I'm embarrassed already. Oh, my. I like it. Well, of course you do. Is your name in the, in the bag? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> it's more like a handbag purse. Okay, okay, okay. That's so embarrassing. We're going to put the names in the hat. The loser of the draw will have to surrender their wallet <laughs> and put all their stuff in the purse and bring it in their purse every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my goodness. And then go out in public and occasionally ask, hey, what do you think about my purse? Oh, you got to ask. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like it. I don't oh. mind winning. Well, then let's see what happens. Uh, in the hat will be me, Eddie, Lunchbox, Raymundo. Yeah! What? Mike D and Scuba Steve. Oh, wow. So all the guys. Yeah, Scuba looked up like, what? Yeah. How <laughs> Scuba like that? Yeah, you're up. Yeah, he likes, right. it. He likes we're, carrying we're, bags. We're going to see if we can pull off the Harry Styles look. <laughs> One of us has to try to pull it off next. Thank you. <laughs> so I love Harry Styles. He's, worried, he's carrying a purse around. That's cool. Think about if it wasn't assigned to a certain sex. We carry a big bag around, nobody would judge us. Okay. I think you guys have an advantage. A purse carries so much more than a wallet. What would you carry in the purse that you you're not able to carry in a wallet? Oh boy, every day. My pistol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, really. Like what? You now get to leave the house with more things. Yeah. So what do you put in there? Food. Uh, maybe a snack, an extra pair of underwear. You never know when that's going to be needed. That's good. Your keys, so you don't have to put a, They're all clunky in my pocket, cutting into my leg. Mm. Ooh, gum. What kind of keys I'll are carry you gum all the time. <laughs> How many Amy, doors I also, are you I, I also work in this janitor open school. <laughs> okay. What no, else? but I'm just saying, there's, I probably don't even know the options mm-hmm. that are given to me yet. Right. And everybody's like, look at Harry Styles carrying a purse. And I'm like, look at Harry Styles carrying a purse. Normalizing it, hopefully. He also paints his nails like Eddie did. Yeah, see? I tried guy pearls for a while. He does that, yeah. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to draw a name, and one of you guys gets to be <sighs> Harry Styles for a week and carry around a purse. All week. No, you can keep your wallet in the purse, but it can't come out of the purse. Okay. All right, let's draw the names here. Oh, God. And, like, when you go places, you oh, have you to, gotta, like, if there's put a pi- your purse up. If there pull- is a picture of you taken somewhere and you don't have your purse oh, with you, great. it's a $100 fine. <laughs> now you're giving the listeners a job. <laughs> it's a $100 fine. <laughs> So, listeners, be cool about it. No, don't do it. Be. So, I'm going to draw. When I draw, your name is eliminated. <laughs> okay. What, this person? What? what? It, it is ugly. Is it, is, can, I, you can't get us a coach I or mean, anything? I could supply you all with a, per, a different purse if you want. Yeah, I need a Louis, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry Styles ain't got that purse. He ain't got no plug. Yeah. This is like Aunt Rose's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, are we ready? Yeah. The first name, because oh, there gosh. are a few guy names in here. It's uh, me, Eddie Lunchbox, Raymundo, our audio producer, Mike D, and Scuba Steve. Who will do the Harry Styles challenge and have to carry this purse from Tuesday to Tuesday? The first name eliminated that doesn't have to carry the purse is... Let's go. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah! You've got to be kidding me. Woo! How does this happen? Well, it just does. It just does. It just does. Good. Yeah. You want me to sign it, Eddie? No, we're good. Next up. They're all, They're all tangled. That's me. Eliminated, Raymundo. See, you. Yeah! <laughs> lunchbox. <laughs> it's gonna be lunchbox again. Stop what? thinking that it's gonna be you. No, I don't. But every you name that comes you're... out, there's something like a magnet. Why do you is... always win these? You don't win games, but you win these. Yeah, you don't. No, win because the lottery, this, this has nothing this. to do with music. That's why I can't win. I, I win these. Yes, yeah, so okay. it's with the lot. Next person Come on. that doesn't have to carry the purse is Scuba Steve. That's me. That's a long name. Bobby. <laughs> Amy, you can draw the last ones. 
there are how many names left? Uh, it's me, Mike Three. D, and, and Scuba the Bag Carrier. Come on. Okay, go ahead. Amy. The next person who doesn't have Amy, to carry it. Amy, we've been friends for so long. Ah, yeah! Oh. Amy's my girl! Amy's my girl! Yeah! Woo! Right. Love you, Amy! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Okay, the next person we draw has to carry the purse, okay? Oh, wow. Just so it's known. Uh -oh. The next name we draw will be carrying the purse for a week in the Harry Styles Challenge. Amy, don't don't open it yet. Okay. Oh, that's the winner. Down below. On the count of three, we'll say it. One, two, three. Mike D! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mike D, will you get on the microphone? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So, this person's <laughs> so like 10 sure. years old, too. It is like 10 and... No, I think it's older. Yeah. It's older than 10 years well, old? I don't know. <laughs> well, so, Mike D, um, you're going to carry the purse around for a week. Okay. Uh, Mike D is our, our writer. He writes a lot of games. But I would even venture to say you wrote this segment. I did, and I'm kind of <laughs> regretting it. Yeah. I yeah. thought it'd be funny at the time. And I was like, what are the chances I'd get picked for this? <laughs> and here we go. It's just funny when his own sword... He cut. He made his own sword. <laughs> he, and then he has to. He gets cut by it. Yes. Okay, Mike. Okay. This, here you go. Here's your purse. All right. Question. Question. Can he buy his way out? I don't think so. Okay. I think he just lives with it. He's got to carry it every day for a week. We're gonna give it to him now. Here you go, buddy. Right. We better not see you with anything but that purse. Okay. Put it good. on your shoulder. Yeah. Dude. And when you walk, it's got to be on your shoulder, right? Oh my gosh, that looks so. <laughs> oh, awesome. that's cute, Mike. It is good. Yeah. Oh, Are you gonna man. do that one or the black one? Yeah, matches your style. Yeah, he's more. No, I think you got to wear the tan because it sticks out more. People yeah, can I notice that. it. Tan, 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 tan. It honestly, uh, I, I can't. He's pulling it off a little bit. Yeah, Harry Styles challenge. Okay. Yeah, he's pulling it off in the <laughs> studio as we're all laughing at him. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Mike D. <laughs> Thank you. Nice, nice bit, buddy. <laughs> it's time for the good news with Bobby. Tell me something good. The Chicago Police Department partnered with the Illinois Make-A-Wish Foundation to help one seven-year-old become a SWAT officer. Ibrahim from Worth, Illinois, has a life-threatening heart condition, and his dream was to become, quote, a police officer for a day and to catch a luxury car thief. Oh, luxury car thief. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago police made him an honorary CPD SWAT officer to make his dream come true, and so they tweeted a bunch of pictures. Photos show him walking next to an armored rescue vehicle, petting a police dog, jumping through tires, and apprehending a car thief and looking inside a Ferrari. That's yes. Awesome. <laughs> the CPD thanked the Illinois Make-A-Wish chapter plus the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation for helping fulfill his wish. The pictures are awesome. I mean, it's about the Ferrari. He wanted. Right. He, he lo <laughs> he's seen a lot of those movies where they're still in the fancy cars. That's pretty cool. Shout out to those guys. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Mike D lost the Harry Styles challenge earlier this morning. Harry Styles been seen with a purse lately, so Mike's gonna carry a purse around for a week. Maybe he comes back and goes, "This is living." <laughs> we can think about that. Yeah, because he can fit so much stuff inside. It is actually a pretty lame purse, though. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's kind of gross inside too. Uh, Darlene in Florida, you are on the show. What would you like to say? Good morning, Darlene. Good morning, studio. Good morning. morning. Um, I just want, you know, Mike D not to feel unmanly. My husband has been using a purse for about two years because I got sick of carrying his stuff everywhere we went. So, and he actually tried to get to stop using this purse, but he carries so much junk that he still has to use his purse. See, so there are men that use their purse. I thought too, when we were talking about it, I was like, dang, maybe this is awesome. And I started listing the stuff that I would put in extra pair of underwear, a snack, sunglasses, keys. Nice. Water. Yeah, sounds great. I, a little bit of me wanted to win the contest. <laughs> or lose, depending on who you're talking to. So I agree with that, Darlene, but we'll get a, a report back from Mike in a week. Uh, let's go over to Sam in Arkansas. Sam, thank you for calling the show. What's going on with you? Hey, buddy, I'm doing good. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So I wanted to let you guys know I carry a purse, too, but I've had to disguise it in the way of a tool bag because the guys <laughs> at the shop give me so much crap about it. That's funny. And why do you like yeah. a purse? Well, I have to carry one because I got so much junk. Yeah. And so I got like a couple of sets of keys, some medication, some reading glasses, sunglasses, a pistol, a screwdriver, uh, some jelly packet, 
uh, fuel pressure regulator, that kind of stuff. Just carry a whole <laughs> tractor keys. Yeah. We might have laughed I until he said pistol and fuel pressure regulator. And then there was no laugh. Right. We're like, this guy's way manlier than that. What about a backpack? Like, why do you call? Do you call it a purse, or is it like your man bag, or what? What do you refer to it as? Well, yeah, the guys in the shop call it my purse. Okay. Yeah, no problem with that. My I, man purse, a purse. Yeah. So no, I, I carry it because a backpack is too big. It's too bulky. Uh, it's too easy to. Uh, leave in the car. If it's something that I can grab quick with just the handle, I'll I'll take it in and out of the car, in and out of the shop with me. It makes it easy to carry. I love this guy. Appreciate that, Sam. Good call. I love you too, guys. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sam. See you, bud. Uh, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Two escaped toddlers from two different daycares in America. One in Louisiana, one in Connecticut. Let's start in Louisiana. A Louisiana mother wants daycare held accountable after a toddler wanders onto the highway. Oh, my gosh. She said a local daycare lost track of her son. He was wandering out. She was on her way to work, and she received a call from All About Kids Daycare that made her heart drop. It wasn't until a good Samaritan by the name of Patricia St. Andrew pulled over and took a three-year-old Kingston back into the daycare. Here is a clip from KLFY News. KLFY News 10 in Louisiana. and not being looked at or not being taken care of. That close to such a busy street, exits in a parkway. And your main concern is we certainly don't want this to happen again. We should be thankful it wasn't a pedophile that found the child. Crazy, right? Yeah. And then there's another one. A daycare didn't know a toddler escaped and was playing near a highway. Are all daycares near highways? I don't no, know. I don't so. put them deep in the woods. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm like, doing? why? Maybe just for convenience uh-huh. for people yeah, going probably. to work? Just a road. They're probably calling any road a highway. Yeah. Uh, daycare in Milford, Connecticut is in hot water after losing a toddler. The three-year-old was found wandering near a busy road by a passenger who was able to grab the toddler and return them to kinder care daycare. Here's a woman who made them aware, the father of the child, and other commenters. Courtney Brumfield was on her way to work when she received a call from All About Kids Daycare that made her heart drop. Saying my three-year-old son managed to get past all the teachers through two exit doors and ends up on Highway 80. Running down Highway 80 screaming for his mom. It wasn't until a good Samaritan by the name of Patricia St. Andrew pulled over and took three-year-old Kingston back to the daycare. That was a wrong clip. We played the clips in reverse oh, order. I was like, wow. But they both were basically the same story. Yeah, and both news outlets or whatever that was said that she received a call that made her heart drop. Well, also, let's say this. As, as you know, stinky as these stories are, most people are good. These people saw a kid and went and saved the kid, took yeah. it back. Good call. Right. Like and that. then also, hey, if you work at a daycare, take a head count. All right, more news. Bobby's other story. Four Metropolitan Police Department officers involved in a drag race last week that led to two total vehicles uh, in Washington, D.C. The incident occurred on Thursday in the city's Kenilworth neighborhood and resulted in four officers being sent to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. I bet they were good drivers. I mean, you would think those would be the good drivers. Because they the had cop- the training. <laughs> you don't want to watch that one. <laughs> I'm surprised they crashed. But they weren't in cop cars, right? Because that would be baller to watch. <laughs> oh, so they were off-duty? They were in cop cars? Oh, wow. Oh, that would have been cool to watch. That would have been real cool. You could bet on that. Get on DraftKings. <laughs> yeah, luckily nobody's hurt. Uh, what does this... Yeah, it goes on to talk about where they wrecked, but I don't know these, this neighborhood. Video obtained by Fox 5 DC shows two wrecked squad cars, while another post on Twitter shows damage to a fence caused by one or both of the cars. I don't know. You know they're going, all right, these cars move. <laughs> Let's get it. One time, we drag raced when I was working at the golf course. We were, I was doing maintenance on a golf course, and it was just weed eating and mowing all the time. And we had these mowers. I was working on Balboa Golf Course in the Hot Springs Village. We had these mowers on the back. You put them on a trailer, and it looked like a, a, a lawn mower, but with a wheel, like a big wheel on the front, and the wheel would actually do the mowing. And so we'd mow the greens, and you flip it, and you turn it back, but they were very heavy. We, the golf cart would drag it to our next next hole. We decided to drag race them with the with the trailers on. <laughs> How fast were you going though? Not very fast, but we wanted to race with the weight on us. And we got up. And we're ready to go. We're up. Go. And about five seconds into it, our superintendent pulled around and saw us drag racing. <laughs> Everybody got fired but me. Oh, why didn't you get fired? I think I was a really good worker. Huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. They were like, surely this wasn't Bobby's idea. 
Yeah, I, I and, and it was. I bet. I, I don't remember. No, clearly. Yeah, of course it was. I don't. <laughs> it escapes me whose idea uh-huh. it was. But everybody got fired with me, which was crazy. All right, uh, one more story. <laughs> Snail facials are more popular than ever overseas. I was thinking about you, Amy, because. Would you do a snail facial? Yeah, I've heard of these, and so I, I'm not into it, but I'm not opposed to it. Like, I feel like it would be really creepy, but as long as my eyes are closed, and if it's doing something amazing for my skin, then I think I can suck it up. In China, they cost about 200 bucks. They last an hour. Whoa. In the United States, they have snail facial cream and snail masks, but they're not actually live snails. Uh, you can get the mask for under 10 bucks, but live snails, if you, you went to a place, I'm like, we got your live snails. They stick on your face. Yeah. You do that? I would do it. I feel like an hour is pretty quick for a snail to go across your face. If you're, There's probably multiple. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering why they're so popular, it's because the gel that snails leave behind is said to fight aging and scars. Oh. Wow. It does tickle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You think it'd be like a nine-hour ordeal. Yeah, you wait there, like, all right, five more hours. Right. He's at your nose. We're just trying to get from the chin to the bottom <laughs> left. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. funny, Eddie. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. So I saw this. This is a, a letter that was sent to Dear Prudence, but it was all about somebody thinking they're marrying somebody famous because of Instagram, Facebook. And this happens a lot, and I wanted to read a little bit of this, but also tell you a story that happened to me. Um, here we go. My grandmother was told, my grandmother told my family that she is talking to and going to marry the country singer Toby Keith. I but that it has to be a secret because his manager doesn't want it getting out for bad publicity. Multiple family members have tried to tell her that it was a scam. When she asked us all for 3000 bucks to send to Toby Keith, uh, we said, hey, this isn't true. She won't answer our message half the time because she's mad at us. She's fallen for other scams before and lost money. She's 81. She has no real major health issues, uh, but I'm worried that she'll give up all of her banking info or something. I have no idea how to stop it or help. Now, this wasn't sent to us. This was sent to Dear Prudence. We get a lot of emails sent to us like this, which allows me to bring this up again. Uh, first of all, if this happens to anybody in your family, ask them to look for a blue check mark. Because if it's a, who knows, Toby Keith may be trying to marry you, but he'll have a blue check mark by his name <laughs> if it is him. Also, he doesn't need money. Here's the one thing we know about Toby Keith. <laughs> He's got money. He got more money than anybody, just about. Except for Dolly and Garth. <laughs> Toby Keith's got more money than anybody. Blue check mark. And also, it's probably not happening, period. A lot of people say Cole Swindell's reached out to them. It's never the real Cole Swindell. If they don't have a blue check mark, that's not them. And also, they never create a second account just to talk to the fans. I see so many people getting taken advantage of because of this. Now, here's the story that happened to me. Somebody reached out to a lady and said, Hey, I'm Bobby Bones. Uh, I'd like to date you secretly. And I don't feel like she was uh, completely healthy. And so they ended up getting like $2,000 from her, but they sent her like a box of stuff. And so she thought that she had a relationship with me. And this was going on for a while, and we were trying to track it back. And they would also find pictures that I had posted and text them to her going, hey, look, this is where I am now. Even old pictures, this is where I am now. And so she thought she was in a relationship with me. And so... The cops were trying to track the person down, but it's almost impossible because they're so good at it. And by the way, I bet you this person was doing 50 people at once and just putting out line after line. And so we finally get in touch with the person who had the money taken from them. And there's a lot of legal folks involved at this time. And I go, hey, I'm just going to, she lost $2,000. Let me just give her the money back. I feel terrible for it. And then they hit me with this. The new scam is people acting like they've been taken advantage of so they can get help back, and then you pay them back, and they just scammed you out of money. Oh, wow. It's Ooh. a scam coming Double from both scam. sides. Mm-hmm. So they were like, do not pay her money. What? Oh, what I I thought that, that it was legit. Like, this wasn't a scam. Was she not a scam? I mean, she— I did. What they told me was people are now doing it both ways, acting like they've been scammed out of money, so people will hit them back and be like, I'm so sorry you got scammed. That rate, that one's a little more successful than even the other one. Oh, yeah. man. I guess you never know. So I said, hey, like- I really was like, hey, I'm just going to give her the $2,000 back. Yeah. Because I feel terrible someone took it from her. Yes. And they told me, do not do that. Because you could be getting scammed right then. It scams. Nobody's asking for you. If anyone's asking for your money over social media, don't give it to them. Right. You get a link that you're not ready for, don't click it. Sometimes it's confusing. Because like FedEx. Here's a link, your package oh, yeah. is it? And I'm like, I ain't plinking. Then I never get my package. 
<laughs> then somebody I don't calls know what you. to do. Then somebody calls you. Did you get my package? And I'm like, like I don't know what to do. do. I'm so confused. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a tough situation now. Don't believe anyone famous is reaching out to you over social media to date you unless they have a blue check mark. Or to get money, yeah, to date you and then get money from you. So sad. And they're keeping it on the down low because they don't want anybody to know. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, mailing a package to you is taking it next level. It's like, yeah, they put a bunch of different lines out, and then if they get a hook and they've got the person, they're like, oh, we can milk them gradually over time. And so we might as well mail them. It's worth their while to mail them a package. Amazon called me and goes, we got trouble, trouble with your Amazon account. And I was like, my butt puckered. I was like, oh, boy, what did I do this time? I don't know why. And I was like, oh, let me let me stop myself here. Would Amazon be calling me to say we're having trouble with your account? No. But possibly, but probably not. And I said, um, what's what do you need from me? They're like, well, we need to check your uh, credit card number. And I went, ha ha, mm-hmm. click. Right. But you are like I could see where that works on somebody else. Like maybe I you know, someone 70, 80. Ish. 41 it almost worked on I, I was know. like okay I'm gonna give you my social before I give my credit card number because I don't trust you <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's just guys it's put your head on a swivel all the time not a commercial but LifeLock's awesome I have LifeLock sometimes I'll get a note going uh, somebody may be uh, buying stuff on your account and I was like no that's me buying a video game sorry about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like it can't be you you're 40 years yeah, old <laughs> nope, that's, they're like that's you're that's an you. adult man you didn't buy Mortal Kombat <laughs> who do we think hacked into your account yeah that was me uh, so and <laughs> I got to call him like, hey, uh, I called back as a kid. Hey, I bought that on my Uncle Bobby's account. <laughs> yeah, you guys, just be careful out there. It is, it's dangerous, and Toby Keats does not want to marry you. Mm-hmm. Cole Swindell does not want to date you. You sure? Well, he texted me. He was like, hey, man, don't kill my game. <laughs> All right, 10 TV characters who were almost played by different actors. I'm always really entertained by these stories because you go, oh, dang. If they weren't that person... Like, for example, the one that really blew my mind was Matt LeBlanc, Joey from Friends, was offered the role of Phil Dunphy on Modern Family, but he felt like it wasn't his best fit, and he went to Ty Burrell instead. Wow. A a, a kind of unknown Ty Burrell at the time. But that could have been Joey from Friends, which is pretty cool. Macaulay Culkin was pursued several times to play a big role in The Big Bang Theory, but couldn't see himself Mm. being in a sitcom. Mm. I wonder how Macaulay Culkin makes money. You guys (laughs) ever think about that? Like, I see him pop up on Twitter, and I'm like, how does he make money right now? His brother, Kieran Culkin, is in Succession. Oh. That's his brother. Oh, interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. think I knew that. Younger brother. Uh, Wesley Snipes was approached to play uh, Lucius Lyon on Empire, the main character. Oh. Oh. But Taraji P. Henson said she would only do it if uh, Terrence Howard was cast instead. I really liked Empire for a couple seasons. Mm -hmm. I don't watch it anymore. Is it still on? Anybody know? I don't, don't know. know. Cookie. I liked Cookie. I don't think it's on anymore. You don't? There are a couple of those shows. I also really got into This Is Us for a couple of seasons. Oh, me too. Is and it then, still on? Yes, yes, that's still going. People yeah. still talk about it. Chris Rock was in talk to play George Costanza on Seinfeld. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Obviously, the role went to Jason Alexander, <laughs> which is pretty fun. A 16-year-old Jennifer Lawrence really wanted to play Serena Vander Woodson in Gossip Girl. Do you know who that is, Morgan? Oh, yeah. Who played that originally? Uh, Blake Lively did. So that And character. she was really good, so I don't know. Olivia Pope on Scandal was almost played by Connie Britton. Oh, really? Or Taraji P. Henson. Oh, okay. But Carrie Washington got the role. Sandra O oh was called into audition for Dr. Miranda Bailey on Grey's Anatomy. I don't know who that is. That's the, she ends up, I think, eventually being a chief of staff. Is That's not Grey, though. No. No, it's not Is Grey, is her name Grey? Meredith Grey. Classic. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Chandra Wilson got that part. Octavia Spencer aud- auditioned to play Donna on Parks and Rec, but it went to Retta. Whitney Houston was cast as Sandra, the oldest daughter on The Cosby Show, oh. but she didn't end up signing the contract because she wanted to pursue a singing career. Oh, wow. Well, that was call. way back. Mm-hmm. Sandra. The kind of, of all the sisters, the one that kind of mattered the least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she married Elvin, and they moved off, and... What a good show that we don't get to watch anymore because Bill Cosby's an awful person. Such a bummer. And then no, here's the last one. Elizabeth Olsen, who is WandaVision, um, auditioned to be Daenerys on Game of Thrones. The dragons, Queen of the Dragons. Oh, I don't know. I didn't Khaleesi? watch Game of Thrones. No one watches that. It's <laughs> actually one of the everybody. biggest shows in the past I don't think years. anyone here watches <laughs> it. I did. No, I watch it. You. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, uh, but Elizabeth Olsen did not get the role. So there you go. 
Um, let's see here. Amy, by the way, Amy's here today. I'm very excited. You know, we were at her house on Sunday hanging out because her daughter had her 14th uh, birthday party. And you got your second Moderna vaccine shot yesterday? Yes. And I was super worried because so many people that I know went down. Down, like, fever, all the symptoms, couldn't get out of bed. So I was just prepping all day. I chugged water like you would not believe. I mean, it kept me up all night, but I was just determined. I'd heard from multiple people to chug water. And I ate foods like high in nutrients, like tons of smoothies and just giving my body all the vitamins and minerals. And I don't know. I feel fine. And it, oh, I preemptively took Tylenol. I didn't have any like a, a headache or any type of fever, but I was taking Tylenol way ahead of time. Every four hours, I would take two Tylenol. You feel good. I feel good. So I don't know if any of that will help anybody else who has their second shot coming up, but hydrate, 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 Tylenol, and, and you know, rest. I mean, I think everybody's different. Sure, I know. I could be I mean, totally... I didn't do anything, and I felt great. <laughs> I actually uh, with withheld water from my diet. <laughs> right. And you, and you felt mm-hmm. great. And I felt good and felt better. <laughs> I know. It really could go either way, but I figure it can't hurt to be proactive. Agree, agree. Megan in Virginia, you are on the show. Thank you for calling. What can I do for you? Hi, Bobby. Hey. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, I am on my way to a job interview, and I was hoping for a little advice about making a good impression and just how to stay calm when I'm feeling a little nervous and not let my nerves show. Well, first of all, the fact that you're nervous means that it means something to you, and that's awesome, right? We only get a few few times in our life where we're up for something, and we get to be nervous. I look at being nervous, unless it's for like you're sick. Other than being sick, I look at you being nervous as a good thing. Because it actually means something to you. So first of all, congratulations on getting to a point where this means something to you, right? Yeah. Good. Secondly, this is what I would say. Just interview-wise, I ha- I interview a lot of people a lot of the time. Not on the show, but I mean for positions, different positions. What I love is someone that will ask me questions because I feel like they've done their homework on the spot, the position. And I feel like they are the kind of person that will take charge. Th- that when they work for me, they'll be doing the same thing. So I would encourage you to go into this interview. What kind of job is it for, Melissa or Megan? Sorry. It's for uh, an interior designer position. I would encourage you to go in and have a lot of questions ready because at some point they're going to go, hey, do you have any questions? The worst thing to have is when somebody goes, no, I'm good. And I'm like, all right, you just want to show up and get paid. You're not passionate about this. Have some questions. Fire at them. Make them be like, dang, that girl came and was rocking. And if you don't get it, that's okay. Because I'm going to tell you, most times in an interview, somebody kind of already has somebody in mind. But it, that's okay. It's always, you know how many times I've interviewed somebody, hired somebody, and, and been like, you know, really interviewed wonderfully three months ago? This person. And then I go and make them the person that was the person I had in mind. So go in, ask a bunch of questions, smile, knock their socks off. You're good enough for the job. Go get it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You feel good? Yeah, that really helped. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Megan, good luck. Let us know if you get the job or not. And just know, you're not just interviewing for the job right now. Because I'll say it one more time. I've had so many interviews where I've had somebody come in and crush an interview and I didn't hire them right then. Abby, who's our, she does more than just answer phones now. I interviewed Abby. She didn't get the job, but she was so great in the interview. She wrote me a thank you card and I was like, well, I got to hire somebody else. Remember that girl? It was Abby and I hired her. And here she is. She's rocking. She's working on this show. She's working on my podcast network. She's crushing it right now. So know that you're interviewing for many, many jobs down the road. Congratulations on getting that interview. Okay. Thanks, Bobby. All right. See you later, Megan. All right. I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Thank you. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from College Station, Texas. A 19-year-old man was at a restaurant, and on his receipt, he wrote, I need help. I got kidnapped. And he leaves the restaurant with the people. The waitress sees it, freaks out. They call 911, and they're able to track him down. He was at a party. He goes, oh, I was just a prank, guys. Just a prank. <laughs> oh, my. What? You can't joke about that. Yeah, cops took an hour searching for him using <laughs> GPS on his phone. They were able to find him, and he goes, man, I was just joking. But what he did he think would happen, though? That someone would see that and not do anything? Because they're going to look at the receipt. If it was, let's see if they even see this. It's still not okay, but your odds are they may not see it. 
Guys, he's 19. You know the conversation went down with his friends. Like, dude, do it. Do it. Do it. I mean, See what happens. Imagine 20. Okay, this, 20. this conversation would go down with some of you guys yeah. at age 40. <laughs> That's true. You know what? Kaylin says that to me, too. She goes, how are you 41 and you still think the same stupid stuff's funny? Hey, yeah. you are who you are. That's why I say. I'm pretty, I is who I is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at my wedding in our mid-20s, y'all were, like, putting bets on who would go knock the cake over. It was it was a huge cake. It did, <laughs> and it had, like, those crystals on top, those, like, sugar crystals. It to be talked about. We didn't do it, but it deserved to be talked mm-hmm. about. We were in California. It was me, Caitlin, Mike D., and one of the guys that I work with, and we were sitting at this restaurant, and there's this, like, mountain right behind, and we were offering Mike money to jump the fence of the restaurant and climb the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and still, you're yeah. 40, dude. And still, yeah. She's like, how old are you? <laughs> okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. You know who Chad Johnson is? I don't think so. You oh, do. Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ochocinco. So he was in uh, Jacksonville, California, and he was like, hey, I need Starbucks. So he tweets out, if you'll take me to Starbucks, I will give you $1,000. Wait, wait. Why didn't he have a ride? He doesn't have Uber? I don't know why Uber <laughs> couldn't pick him up. Okay, so he just tweeted it out there, and what happened? He said, I'd give you 500 bucks to take me one way, 500 bucks to take me back. Here's the hotel I'm staying at. Amazing. And so Joey McAvoy is like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. So he picks him up. Here's a picture of them together. That is hilarious. Takes him to Starbucks. $1,000. I mean, hilarious and dangerous. Good thing Joey McAvoy's, did, you well, know, got him there. Chad Johns probably looked at his picture, avatar. Oh, yeah. You can tell a lot about somebody from their avatar. <laughs> if it's like a dog or a cartoon, that's trouble. <laughs> if it's a real human picture and you go and it's like, hey, I'm James. Good to meet you. Okay. It was pretty safe. Cool. But made him a thousand bucks. The driver, Joey McAvoy, said Johnson was real chill and told the Starbucks barista that he loved him. That's awesome. Isn't that funny? I love that. It is a risk, too. You're also wondering if you're getting played driving to the hotel. And you want to clean your car out, too, for sure. Because if Chad Johnson's about to be in there, you got to get all the stuff out of it. you got to get the garbage out. Got to get it looking good. And then but you, you probably don't have a lot of time. But you make $1,000. Not bad. And then where is Uber? Where is Lyft? Like, how come that wasn't working? I know. I wonder how many people showed up at the hotel. Afterward? Yeah. Just a ton? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the deal today. What's going on with you? Um, I think, I, well, I have a lot of meetings today, yeah. so. I see you're in a meetings jacket. And we walked in this morning. I was like, nice jacket. Closing <laughs> yeah. deals? That oh, is a meeting jacket. I mean, yeah. yeah, but they're on Zoom. So, yeah. I mean, but still, I, tr- I try to fit the part, especially just wanted to feel good because I don't know if my fever might catch up with me later. Oh, yeah. COVID. St- yes. Yeah, oh, got it, got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she got a fever. Fever for closing <laughs> deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing my Twitch show tonight. I hope you guys watch 8 p.m. It is from my house. You can watch it if you download the app Twitch. You can see all the information on my Twitter or Instagram. Or you can actually watch it on the on the on a browser too by clicking a link. Oh, okay, that's yeah. awesome. Because I have it on my phone, but on the show, in person, from my house. It's a talk show basically. Uh, you have Jordan Davis. If he ever you up. He's gonna perform, he's gonna hang out. You're gonna have uh, Nico Moon come by. We just trying to catch a good time. With special appearances by producer Eddie. Oh yeah. And Caitlin. And who knows? It's in my house. <laughs> so anyone that's a there. A dog could come running in. <laughs> but watch tonight, eight o'clock. I'd really appreciate that. It's pretty fun. We got some jokes. We do a little opening monologue. We don't do a full monologue like the talk shows, which you get tired of. We do something called three jokes for the folks. Oh, nice. Three jokes in and out. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, three jokes. Uh, yeah, you guys check it out. We're gonna be doing. The big monster version of Jenga that's like six feet tall, maybe four feet tall. Yeah, it's big. Big yeah. bricks. And then we'll be I'll be doing a scratch off with one of the people too. And if we win millions, then they don't win the money, only I do. Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I pay for the ticket. It's a bad deal for them. Okay. No, they're on the show getting publicity. <laughs> well, as long as you put it out here now, the, these are the rules. These then are the you rules. Get it all. Right. Yeah. Watch it tonight. Thank you guys. We will see you tomorrow. I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. Lovely day. Lovely day. Thank you. Bye.